Fizz, tell us the story behind Pickin' Boogers, which was a big street hit for you over here. Well, Pickin' Boogers, to me, you know, that came from my heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the incidents really happened. You know, when I was in school or when I was on the train or with the girl. You know, so I said, I wanted to put it away where it wasn't nasty, but it was still funny and with a deaf, you know, deaf beat. Can you give some of that rap now? Yeah. <clears throat> now let me take a trip down memory lane Back in public school with my partner Kane When I was class clown and he was my brother Sitting at the desk plucking bookers at each other Never do we work as we were supposed Cause we were too busy digging up our nose You know? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening Thank you for downloading and thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am 12 Kyle. Check this out. <laughs> On this episode, we're going back. How far back you say? We're going way back. Um, we're going back to February 23rd, 1988. On that day, Biz Marquis released his debut album, going off and um hey you know the you know the routine anytime we talk hip-hop you got to bring people in here to know what they're talking about and i had to get somebody on here who knows a little bit about 1988 and the albums that dropped in 1988 you guys know him you love him my man eclectic is back in the building e what up baby what's up everybody it's uh it's eclectic aka the e of thundera black by popular demand aka big potty Kane. Uh, AKA Cadillac Eclectic Clade. What's good, man? I'm 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 good. I'm I'm happy to um, happy to be here in the studio and mm-hmm. talk about the greatest year of hip hop and um, one of the one of the greatest albums of hip hop. So this is this is this is good. This is right up right up my alley. No, no doubt, no doubt. As you mentioned, man, 1988 definitively is the greatest year in hip-hop and if you follow the podcast you will see based on the albums that we'll cover throughout this year and and throughout if you follow us on social media you'll see us talking about it but um man biz Marquee going off again released february 23rd 1988 let me ask you first e does it feel like it's been 35 years since this album's been out well for me, no, because <laughs> my whole existence is like in that time frame and mm-hmm. stops around '97. Like, if you get in my car, if you hang out with me enough, you'd be like, "Well, he's still." Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it's, it's it's odd. I mean, if you if you think it's different for the people who lived it, mm-hmm. so when you lived it and listened to it, it never seems that far away because. This is the time, the time frame when music was really, really good and you still listen to it. Mm-hmm. So when someone says, you know, it's been 35 years, like, damn, for real? Because <laughs> I was just listening to it yesterday mm-hmm. versus things that come out now that's hot and say the end of 2020, you don't listen to in 2021. Right. Or damn should not listen to it in 2023. So it's um it's 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 weird for the people lived it. And uh, if if 
you're one of the fortunate, intelligent few that go back and try to find stuff that came out before you were introduced to hip hop music or maybe before you were born. Um, some of it might sound like, damn, now nah, that sounds like it came out 35 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I think you, you make a great point. It, it does not feel, it doesn't feel aged to me at all. And much like you, I've been listening to this album. I mean, I've been listening to this album all this time, but I mean, knowing that it was coming up on this anniversary, we were doing this episode. Um, I've been listening to it probably for the better part of the last two weeks. And each time that I listen, I hear something different and it takes me back to 1988. Um, so when this album came out, do you remember if you had the cassette or did you have um, did you have it on wax or did you cop a dub from one of your friends? No, I had the cassette. Okay. I had the cassette. Um, I was looking for it because Bismarcky it's like one degree of separation. Mm -hmm. um, what I loved about hip hop around this time was Roxanne Chante. She's mm -hmm. the reason for the season. And I first heard Biz on the Death Fresh crew with Chante in 85. Ooh. 84, 85. Okay. So that was the first time I heard Biz, who Biz was, whatever. Death Fresh crew. And so then he had um, he had his singles. So he had um, he had um, uh, make the music mm -hmm. and nobody beats the biz in '87. So those was out before going off, and he had he also had the whole joint with. Um, um, with Kane and and Swan, um, with Old Girl on it, and your your menstruation. <laughs> so so that so that was a um, that was an EP um, that make the music with your mouth biz, and that had that came out in '86, mm. and that had like twelve tracks on it. <laughs> so I knew. That I was getting uh, Bismarck because I mean, should I, you know, I've been listening to him forever. So yeah, mm -hmm. I had the cassette and um, and it it rust. One of the things I say that I think that that has the best Marley production mm -hmm. for a complete album. But if you if you talk to um. Cool V, don't give it all to Marley. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, you 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 hit the nail on the head. You know what's interesting? Actually, let me go back. All of what you said, I did not know. Like oh. <laughs> going off was my introduction to Biz. I had never heard of Biz. I didn't get the cassette initially. I think initially I got a dub from my boy Jay Fresh and I think once I got like my allowance, I went and got the tape maybe a month or so after the tape was out. Um, so it wasn't one of those situations where I ran to the record store the day that it came out. But um, it's interesting that you said that. So, he, so bid. So what I want to kind of explain to people, 
Biz basically, what you're saying is had pretty much a, a, an EP slash demo that was already out for people to hear. And then this was his debut studio album, correct? Yeah. So um, Biz started off as Shantae's Beatbox. Mm-hmm. And so they did the Death Fresh crew on Pop Art in 86. And then, then Biz had the EP going um going up not going off i'm sorry um make the music with your mouth biz and that had obviously make the music with your mouth biz and it had um a one two or one two and it had um the biz dance because that's why on going off he had the return of the biz dance i'm glad you mentioned that because i was confused (laughs) because and on on the EP in '86, he had the Biz Dance, and so then he had um, uh, "They're Coming to Take Me Away." Um, that was on there, and so so yeah. So then he um, he brought Kane into the to the to the joint, mm-hmm. and they both of their debut albums came out of 88, but he mm-hmm. had an EP in 86 off the strength of the Death Fresh crew and um, with Chate because that's why, even though they were on um, Cold Chill and Warner Brothers, the Death Fresh crew was on Pop Art, and if you listen to the Biz Marcus going off, he says, um, the magnificent record maker of Prism. Mm-hmm. Prism was the record label that the EP came on, and <laughs> and Prism changed their names, changed their name to Cold Chillin'. So that is ah. where all of that shit comes from. World famous Cold Chillin' Records. Wow. Okay, so you just took me on a history lesson just now because, like I said, my introduction to Biz was this album and. We're going to get into the tracks in just a few, but you mentioned, you know, and it wasn't, and I guess it's, it's something that I, I'm sure I paid attention to it at some point earlier in life, but as I was listening to it, I was like, okay, well, wait a minute on this album, he's got a song called a biz dance. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a song called the return of the biz dance. I was like, and they're not the same song per se, but they are. And I was like, well, wait a minute. You know, you're only talking about an album that's 10 tracks long that's you know 45 minutes long so it's not a, i mean well for hip-hop relatively speaking that was a long album at, at that particular time in 88 but i was trying to figure out like and i kind of it came to my mind and then it kind of went away but i was trying to figure out so like but well, damn how, how did he get off basically two of the same songs okay now what you're saying makes sense okay i got you yeah because um um and the return is it started with yo biz uh Remember when we shocked everybody with the biz dance mm-hmm. and make the music? They was talking about the EP, mm, and then okay, it was like, oh, "We should bring it back." And so then that's that's what that is. And it, and it's funny because as you say that, when you look at the track listing, <laughs> the return of the biz dance is track four, mm-hmm. and the biz dance is and it says biz dance part one. That's track seven. So if you're listening on a tape, you hear the bid the return of the biz dance. And then you're like, okay, well, wait a minute. You know, unless you really were privy to, yeah, you know, it's like, like they assumed mm-hmm. you already knew. <laughs> and then they were like, well, you know what? Since this is his, his whole album, let's also throw the original on there too. But yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Um, unfortunately, we lost Biz a couple of years ago. Um, you know, left us way too early, passed away. Um, I guess what I want to ask you is, everybody knows the Just a Friend. You know, they know the, you know, Spring Again. They know Biz, you know, Clown, and they know Biz from his DJ days. But for somebody who, like you and me, who were there, you really were there. <laughs> you really were there day one. Um, describe Biz. Who who was Biz Markey? Because we knew that he ran with the Juice Crew. The, excuse me. The world famous Juice mm-hmm. Crew. Um, but who was Biz? Who was Biz Markey? Was he just a funny guy or was he somebody who was, you know, a legit, you know, star? He Well, he started off like a, he was a well-known MC mm-hmm. he, and um, he was a battle rapper. Mm. And that's how he met Kane. He met Kane battling. They battled each other. Wow. And um, and they never said exactly how the battle went down. But um, they battled each other because um, Kane used to go around and people used to be like, yo, this, this kid, Bismarck, he's nice. You ain't fucking with him. Mm-hmm. And Kane like, nah, I'm pretty sure I'm fucking with him. Where he at? <laughs> and so then, but they ended up battling and then they got cool. And Kane didn't have, you know, shit going on. Biz was already down with Shantae and Marley and them, so he brought he brought him he brought Kane into the joint, and so um, well, um, even though Biz was a rhymer, he was also beatbox, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and he was a funny guy, yeah, and he, he took stuff seriously, but didn't take stuff too serious, and. Um, and Kane got in the door because he wrote some of Biz's first joints. Mm-hmm. He wrote "Can't uh, Nobody Beats the Biz" because Biz went to him and said, "Yo, um, I want to do a joint. Um, I got a crazy chorus off of the Wiz because the Wiz is a, um, a store, mm-hmm. and they had a joint called Nobody Beats the Wiz." And so he said, I want to do Don't Like Beats the Biz. And he said, <laughs> said, he said, I want to do, I want to do a song that sounds like, <laughs> he was just doing, like, and, and, and Kane was like, I, right, I can figure this out. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, you know, they got together and, and he, he did, they said he did the same thing for um, picking boogers because Kane helped write, write that. He said that um, he went to Kane and said, look, I just want at the end of the first verse, hey, Ma, what's for dinner? Go up your nose and pick, pick a winner. winner. <laughs> and he was like, alright. And he did it. And because Kane, Kane was smart. He said, if you notice, the joints that he wrote for him, he always made sure to mention his name. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. He did. He did. But, but um, uh, but yeah, nah. Uh, Biz Biz was dope because, and like I said, this is he, he dropped with with Shantae, and if you had Shantae stamp, mm-hmm. man, that's 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 all you needed. He was he was like the number two, three person in the Juice Crew, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because it was 
it was Shantae, Shan, and Biz in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you know, then the Get Busy crew. Yep. The Get Busy crew was um, Biz, Kane, TJ Swan, the God, and um, and 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 um, Cool V. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's funny, man. You taking me back because, like, that's exactly who Biz was. Like, Biz, and it's funny you mentioned that because I remember reading somewhere that Kane, well, what I read was that Kane wrote the first five songs off of Going Off. And I was like, and I, it made me kind of, I remember reading it, I kind of scratched it. I was like, I don't know if Kane wrote all of that. But you're right, he did mentioned Kane's name probably was mentioned in every song that he probably did some writing for but um you know the thing about it was was that Biz was so unique like nobody would have cared I mean I I don't know that we would have known that back then I don't even know when you knew that um probably years later because we weren't privy to that kind of information but you know if Kane wrote it we didn't care you know what I'm saying like we we came from that era well well see the thing was even though Kane lent his pen to the joints, mm-hmm. it's some shit that it was more like a co-writing because Kane's not writing. I'm the Emma, the Emma, the K-R-E. <laughs> no. You know, ha, ha, no. ha, 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 check out this bizarre, you know. Right. But, yeah, if he throwing, you know, some, some, some words together, mm-hmm. then yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, this this uh this album definitely takes us back again to 1988, the greatest year in hip hop, uh, February 23rd, 1988. Uh, let's get into the tracks, man. This this first of all, this album, as he mentioned, uh, produced by the legendary uh, Marley Mall. Um, what before we even get into the tracks, what did you think about the production, man? I I love. And going back and listening to it, I remember why I love this album. This album really sounded like a hip hop album, like hip hop sounded in 1988. What, what did you think about the the production of the album? Well, like I said, I think that this is on a whole Molly Mall's best production because the better than what he did for uh, 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 Eric Ben Rakim. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. But um because the beats, the beats and the the the, the sample, it was so it was so new and it was pardon the pun, fresh. It was <laughs> um it, it it just sounded so different than yeah. anything else. And um no it, and it was it was more cohesive than anything else. Like all the songs seemed to go together, mm-hmm. and the sequencing is, is was great. Yeah, you're right. And and it, the one thing I, I noticed in listening to it again repeatedly is that it's it's like you said, it sequenced very well, and it's just it's like one long ass jam. Like it literally plays like something that you could get in the car, drive, and just listen to it. Like, there's no there's no need to skip anything. There's no need to rewind or, or fast forward through anything. It was just, um, it, it, it's, a, it's a very well creative piece of work 
And, you know, much like you mentioned a little earlier, like Biz, when you factor in Biz's charisma, his sense of humor, his personality, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. There was nobody else in hip hop like Biz Marquis. And no, no, no. there was none after that. Maybe ODB, but he ODB was like from that cloth, but I don't know that he was as talented as Biz. Yeah, and, and this album, more than any, probably, if you think about it, more than any other hip hop album, maybe uh, before or since, mm -hmm. this is like, all right, now, now kids, I'm gonna I'm gonna get real ancient for a second, <laughs> just but bear with me. Back in the days, this is in the vinyl era. Um, people, uh, grown-ups would get together. They would have uh, a reefer, mm -hmm. and they would have um, liquor, and they would put on like Richard Pryor albums, facts, party albums, and they would just have a blast. And this, this is the closest, this is the hip hop version of that. This is a party album. This is an album that you could put on and just play. Mm -hmm. And you're going to, you're going to jam. You're going to laugh. You're going to jam some more. And you're going to laugh. Mm -hmm. And you're just going to have a good time. It's a good time album disguised as some, Nasty hip hop. <laughs> There's some great hip hop on here. It is, but I mean, you got You have you have a, just a straight funny song kicking it off. You mm -hmm. got a song about it's a variety show. You got shopping. You got they're gonna teach you how to dance. He's gonna tell you a little autobiography about himself, mm -hmm. and then he's gonna boast about himself. Then he's gonna pick up his DJ. He is it's an incredible piece of work. It really is. It really is, and it. This album is one of many that we're going to talk about this calendar year that embody what hip hop sound or what we call rap back then, what it sounded like in 1988. Like you can literally from today transport yourself into that time frame, into a time capsule. And again, it doesn't sound dated. This sounds just really, really, really like real good hip hop. Um, so let's let's go ahead and start there with the track list, man. You mentioned it off the top, man. Uh, picking boogers, man. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a song in the history of music that talks about boogers in it. I at least definitely not a hip hop song. What did you think about picking boogers, man? Well, so now the thing about um picking boogers is it if you knew Bismarcky, mm -hmm. you already heard it before the album. Okay. Because this dropped in 87 as a 12 inch. Um, so this was a, it was at the end of, um, um, nobody be busy say, yo, and at the, if you listen to the original song, at the end of the um, song, it's like, and next is my new song, Pick and Bookers. And mm. then <laughs> Pick and Bookers comes on. But, but, um, this song was crazy because you, you gotta understand, and, th and this is very important. It's very important. This is the era where rap music, hip hop music, 
was targeted to the youth. This is 88. There are no grown old head hip hop mm -hmm. fans because right. hip hop is damn near a decade old at, at, at best. So <laughs> you think 78 to 88. Mm -hmm. And so at, at, at worst, if somebody was really rocking in 78 and they were 15, they're 25. <laughs> and, it, right. and, it, and it ain't that many people. Right. So, not, a, not at all. So so around this time, when something like this come out, we laugh. It's funny as hell to us. Mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> you put boogers on the basketball and pass it to your man. <laughs> I mean, and and what? <laughs> You meet a girl on the train and she got, he want to talk to her. <laughs> but she got a booger on her nose. Mm -hmm. She was dressed real deaf and her body was hooked, but that dried up booger just ruined the look. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cute green mole. Cute green mole in your face. <laughs> Uh, before you get my number, I don't mean to dish you, but write it in your hand because you're going to need the tissue. tissue. <laughs> it's a great song. Great song. Yeah, man. I love it. I love it. It, it. This one, like I said, it always takes me back, man, because like, and I know I say this a lot on the podcast, but like literally there's nobody. And I mean, nobody that's doing this type of music at all. And, you know, at the first couple of listens, you're, you're laughing. Well, maybe the first couple of listens, you're probably like, man, I can't believe you said that. And then after that, you're laughing. And, like, it's still funny and still creative and still good to hear to this day. So that's why, you know, one, one of the many reasons why I appreciate Bismarcky the way that I do. Um, then we move to track two. Now, um, speaking of before you go, go um, like, I was, like I was saying, mm -hmm. when... When he made that, mm -hmm. he was 22, 23 years old. Mm. So, yeah. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, track two. I'll be Square Mall. <laughs> A place that I did not know really existed uh, until like years, years, years later. Where would you got on I'll be Square Mall? I love this song. I, at, at one point... And this, this is a testament to how good this album is. Mm -hmm. At one point, this was my favorite song on the album. Wow. Um, Are you serious? With all yes. the jams we got on here? Yes. Wow. At one point, this was my favorite song on the album for two, maybe three reasons. Mm -hmm. Reason one, I was at, I was at the, around that I really can't even get to the mall by myself age. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be at the mall. And couldn't go to the mall as much as I wanted to. But when I did get to the mall, it was the greatest place ever. Right. And so this is the only hip hop song that's ever baked up a mall and told <laughs> you. And not just like, yo, I go to the mall. He was saying the shit that he would do in the mall. Buy some jury from Trini and Ali. And after that, I'll go take a stroll inside the gift pubs and buy some Silk Fresh Ballys. So, so the second reason is because when I went to the mall, 
these are the things that I would do. I wouldn't go buy some silk ballets, but mm-hmm. <laughs> some silk silk ballets, <laughs> but I would head to the, I hit the game room. Mm-hmm. I would I would go I would go to the cafeteria, get pizza mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that he said that was universal, it seems. Security riffing about leaning on the rail. <laughs> Boy, you be at the mall and you be upstairs, you just lean over, watching, looking at people, and then here comes, yeah, you can't lean on that. Because the rails walking. were faulty, that's why. Man, but the fact that the fact that he was saying that, mm-hmm. and I'm across the country, like, yeah. <laughs> and the third reason, the final reason. Mm-hmm. Fucking TJ Swan, the guy, <laughs> TJ Swan with the la 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 and the album, man. You gotta understand, TJ TJ Swan then was 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 Drake <laughs> plus yeah. plus plus the, Nate Dog yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, this he was the guy. If you had TJ Swan and 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 the Juice Crew just kept him. They didn't even mm-hmm. lend them out. No, no, not at all. <laughs> it wasn't feature, he wasn't featuring nobody. So when you had TJ Swan, they was put it like this. And I will stand on this. Mm-hmm. Every song that has TJ Swan on the hook is a banger. Oh, yeah. No, no Everyone. doubt. No doubt. No Everyone. doubt. But so, so yeah. Because you know what? Go, no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Because I'm coming from Nobody Beats the Biz, TJ Swan mm-hmm. on the hook, and um, Make the Music With Your Mouth Biz, TJ Swan on the hook. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm putting this album in. I get picking buggers, I'm laughing. And then, here come TJ Swan. I'm, I'm, <laughs> so, so you just got to understand the sequence of events here. I'm like, oh, my man is here. So... And um, very important, one last thing before you go ahead and finish mm-hmm. is at this point in life, and I've told you about the Death Fresh Crew, the EP, right? all these songs I've heard, outside of the album cover, never knew what he looked like. Mm-hmm. And as, as, as I listened to this album, I still don't know what TJ Swan looked like. <laughs> I think I've seen him on posters. I think. Well, no, 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 no. I know what he's looked like now. I'm saying mm-hmm. when I listen to this album. Oh no, 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 no. We don't know who. We don't know the. We we know that what Biz looked like based on this picture yeah. on the album cover. But no, you're right. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea what what um, T.J. Swan looked like. I don't know what Kane looks like. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> so because nope, his album isn't out at this point yet. Yeah. So it is, it, but, but, and the reason why I bring it up, bring this up is because I already know three, four songs they got Swan on, and I love TJ Swan. <laughs> he could have been sitting next to me, like, yo, you like that? And right, I'm, right. Yeah, this, this is dope. <laughs> so that's it. No doubt. No doubt. That's a great point, man. Nah, he, the, the only thing that's wrong, if you could say anything's wrong, is that this song should say Albie Square Mall featuring TJ Swan. And I'm sure probably somewhere on some pressing it says that. They did features back in the day. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but they they should they should have corrected that over a period of time, man, because TJ Swan, like you said, is he was the original hook guy in hip-hop. And 
he was his voice was different and you know he had a different level of flavor man that you know people were 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 checking for and again like you said he's singing like this and nobody knows what he looks like cuz keep in mind kids there're not many videos hip hop vi rap videos at the time and so these albums are coming out and we're just now getting you know some airplay um late night college radio stations but not mainstream airplay at all so um these were street records that we loved and gravitated towards you, um, you know you know how much they didn't do features back in the day or featuring man listen big daddy kane's album came out also 88 he has mm -hmm. a song called just rhyming with biz mm -hmm. it's him and biz it does not say featuring Bismarck. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't do features. Like, right. This is my album. These are my songs. Calm, calm down. Because also because of that, this is what um, Burnt made Kane mad because that was Kane's first album. Mm -hmm. Kane's first album came out the same year as Biz's first album. Mm -hmm. But everybody knew Biz. Yep. So they thought Just Rhyming With Biz was a Bismarck song. Yeah. And Kane was like, that's a single off my shit. Nobody's even paying me no attention. It's my, it's on my album. It's not on the Bismarck yet. Right, but right. He was right. like, nah, you heard the new Bismarck joint just rhyming with Biz. Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. like, they didn't do features. That's right. And and I mean, like, to, to and we talked about this before in another podcast to further the point, like, even in the event of a situation like this where Kane had Biz on the album, well, they're in the same crew. So if you had somebody on your album, they were normally in your crew. You weren't going out and getting somebody outside of the crew to put on your album. That just wasn't happening. Um, but yeah, man, I, I love Albie Square Mall. Um, it, like I said, it wasn't, it was, and when I say E, when I say years later, it was like at least 10 years later before I realized that Albie Square Mall was a real place. So you're talking like mid nineties. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I had no idea, but folks, it was a real mall in Brooklyn. Um, it's since been torn down. I think it was torn down in 2014, I think. Um, but it had a good run, man. And every, like he said, every single thing that he talked about, you know, being at in that particular mall was the things that we did in my hometown. Um, the only difference was I got the leaning on the rail reference to the with the security guards, but in the mall in my hometown, we didn't have two floors, so, it, <laughs> so oh, there shit. was no, there was no rail to lean on. So, I but I saw that play out going into a mall in New Jersey, so I knew exactly what he meant by that. Um, but yeah, also, also that's also that's where Biz and um, Kane battled at the um, at the Orange Julius and the Albert Square Mall. Albert Square Mall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we get to track three. Biz is going off. One of Biz's one of one of the bigger uh, songs off this album. Uh, what did you think about this one? Um, dope. This was um, he actually had a video for this. Mm -hmm. The video for this was a takeoff of um, the Wizard of Oz. The Biz, the Biz. But um, um, this, I love the production on yes. this. Um, the um, um, was it the, the double barrel sample? Um, but he was 
it was rapping, rapping on this. So like yes, the first song, the first song, it was funny. And then he talking about the mall. You're like, all right, man, this is, you just chilling. And then he hits you with the homeboys making noise inside the browse do a girl's blouse, say the funky rounds to make the girls get naked. I could turn it out with different sounds on my record. And I say, give as y'all exalt the rhythm, the magnificent record maker of prison. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was on prison. Yep. But back then, if you didn't have the album, the 12 inch, you didn't really peep Yeah, I didn't know. Because, but on there, it's a, it was a blue label and Prism was written in like different colors. So okay. Okay. That's how you knew it was Prism. Yeah, man. This this is one of my, it's not my favorite joint, but it's one of my favorites. Um, Biz is going off, man. It, this is a joint, even to this day, at the time of this recording in 2023, you put it on, it's going to rock a party. Like you can't sit down, you gotta move. And um man, I just I love it. This embodies again what rap sounded like in 1988. Like there's no this song definitely epitomizes where rap was at that particular time. Again, like you said, a banger, a, a, a true and true banger. Um, then we go to track four, the aforementioned return to the biz dance. A return of the biz dance. Um, biz dance. What did you like? What did you like about that one? Well, um, it's eighty-eight. Time to set straight. But <laughs> but eighty eighty-four to about eighty. Yeah, about eighty eighty-four to eighty eighty-nine. Mm-hmm. If you had a dance. Mm, you were, you were nice with it. So this is the era of people coming out. This is this is why hip hop music is so dope, and this is why this time was so dope. You had people, hey, here's the Bismarck dance. Um, hey, here's the Steve Martin dance. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's the Heavy D Shake. <laughs> ah, shout out to the Heavy D Shake. The Heavy D Shake, and you had people coming out with the dances. Um, little known fact of uh, fucking uh, Dr. Dre and the crew came out with the Cabbage Patch. Wow! Uh, so I know that um, the, the 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 who was he with the, the turn off the lights? Mm-hmm. World class so, wrecking crew. Yeah, the wrecking crew. And so Cabbage Patch. So, but this is what makes this this era so dope. They were coming out with dances because they wanted to rock the party. When you when your song come on in the club and they're doing your dance, mm. when you are on the stage and they're doing your dance, they're doing this without social media. They're not trying to get views or likes. There's no there's no mechanism in place for a viral dance challenge. Mm-hmm. It was just yo, all oh, the song came on and, and this is what we're doing, and and so. Um, all the way up until the Humpty Dance. Mm. After that, then it kind of fizzled out. But um, but so when he had this, and we've already heard, well, some of us already heard the biz biz dance because we doing the biz dance mm-hmm. in the streets. And um, being honest with everyone, mm-hmm. I literally did the biz dance two weeks ago at brunch. <laughs> I, I, I am not Please kidding. send me the video. I am not Is kidding. there you'll any never, video of this? You'll never, you'll video. never see it. You never oh, see it. Shit. This is literally what happened. I was I was I was out. I was I was at a spot. I was at a bar down the street from the joint I normally go to. Mm-hmm. I walked in, they was playing some song. 
And I just hit it as soon as I walked through the door. And so people was at the bar turning. I was like, yeah. And so all the people was like, I, I hit the biz dance. I had, I gave them about three, four good biz pumps. But uh, so, so. Oh, but man, then, that's funny. That is I, funny. I love I love the song. Also, and, and then I'm going to let you finish talking about it. The, mm-hmm. One of the best things about no, go ahead, that. Go ahead. The best things about that era. Mm-hmm which you can't compare to this now is it one they would do the song but in the song they would tell you how to do the dance yes, yes indeed <laughs> and usually you, you can't beat that because the best thing about it is you're just listening to someone tell you how to do it so everybody's interpretation of what that person said mm-hmm. they're like yeah now what you doing <laughs> no nah, that ain't it yeah <laughs> Uh, the fat boys had the fat boy dance that was on um fat boys are back it's called mm-hmm. fat boy dance it's either fat boys are back or crushing but not nah, everybody had a dance it was, it was a good time oh yeah and and that just speaks to where we were in rap and hip-hop you know that much fun where where like you said everybody wanted to and here's the thing that you mentioned that you know i don't want people to to, to sleep on is that People tried to have a dance, but everybody couldn't get a dance. Nah, you know, people Steady had B to... didn't have a dance. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Steady B. Um, you know, it, I remember you remember the Steezo. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Steve. Well, Steezo, Steezo was really doing the Steve, but yeah, yeah, he was doing the Steve. Um, but we, rest but some people, yeah, yes, rest in peace. Some people call it the Steve, Steve Martin. Some people call it Steezo. And we were going back. I remember me and my friends arguing back and forth about what, what it should be called. Um, but yeah, the return of the biz dance, man, a dope song. Um, it just, man, you, you really just took me back because no, you, you had to do the dance. Like biz had a dance and it's funny because I want to say over the Christmas break, I was showing it to Cameron and I, he was what it was. He was watching some nineties videos and he started doing, I was like, nah, that ain't how you do it. And I was like, this is the biz like this right here. And I started showing him how to do the biz. And he was like, what is it? He's like, he, he was trying to do it. He almost got it. But I was like, nah, man, I said, you got to get loose with it. You got to, you know, you got to, you got to kick your leg yeah. out. And he's like, yeah. your spine like, got to be jelly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly, man. So I'm I'm trying to teach the youth, man. They they gotta, you know, all, and all of this stuff it comes back, you know. At and some point, somebody's gonna be doing a TikTok biz marquee dance at some point. And, and real quick, this last thing I want to say on this, mm-hmm. what annoys me, this annoys the hell out of me. Okay. The teach me how to ducky. From Dougie Fresh, because Dougie Fresh also had his own dance. Exactly. The Dougie is not the Dougie Fresh dance. No, it's not. It's the not. only thing they get right is the hand over that the the head thing. Facts. Yeah. All of the other stuff is not the Dougie Fresh. That that ain't even, and you know what? Doug, and Dougie never did that. No, and Dougie Fresh performs on the song Teach Me How to Dougie, and when he does it live, he does the Dougie Fresh dance. He does <laughs> not do what what the people in the back, the background dancers, because when people, I was like, yeah, I was like, but that's not the Dougie that's not Fresh. The Dougie, yeah, that's not the Dougie Fresh. That might be the Dougie, yeah, but that ain't the Dougie Fresh. It's definitely the Dougie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, you're right. You're right. Um, 
Ah, oh, bro, track five. My favorite track on the album, Vapors. Uh, they had a video for it where Biz basically runs down his his life story and his cousin and his homeboy, Big Daddy Kane. And, and, another, and much to your point that you made a little earlier, you know, Kane is on this. Well, at least Kane is in the video. And so, so maybe that's why people thought uh, Rhyming with Biz was a Biz song too as well because, uh, you know, of him shouting out Kane and talking about Kane's story. What did you think about Vapors, man? I was mad. I was mad at the Vapors video. Really? The reason why I was mad at the Vapors video was because when the Vapors joint came out, I didn't have that version of the song. I didn't have the radio, TV, TV and even, even the press. press. That, yeah, that's, not, that's not on the album. That's the part that I love, though. Yeah, I'm, but that's not yeah, on the album. Yeah, you're right. That's it's not on the album. Yeah. I was looking at the video like, yo, what... I, you had to you had to go get a you had to go get the single mm-hmm. to get that. I mean, I have it now, but back then I was I was mad. Also, like the the, the mom jokes in the beginning, but the song, the song is dope. And the th- here's the odd thing: mm-hmm. the odd thing about this song is that even though Kane helped him write it, mm-hmm. they both they're both uh, uh, listed as writers on the song. It's one of the best story. Um, I, I can't tell you off the top of the head what number it is on the on the encyclopedia um, hip hop. Sixteen, I think. Sixteen. Uh, okay, I roll with it. I roll with it. Kane does not have a dope story song in his catalog. Are you sure about that? No. Go ahead and name it. Um. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll wait. wait. Um, I'm gonna have to get back to you on that. <laughs> I mean, if, if it's, I'll take you there. <laughs> Word to the motherland. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's not that. Um, I mean, just, uh, pimping ain't easy. It's not really a anything goes when it comes to hoes. No, that's not a that's that's, that's not one. I, I'll have to think about it. You, you, it's just, I, it's I don't want to say you're. I, I don't want to say you're I'll put it like this. right, but I'll I put can't it like disagree. This. Go ahead. I'll put it like this. Mm-hmm. If he had something even close to as dope as this, you'd be able to remember it. That's fair. That's, That's fair. fair. So, That's fair. Yeah. I, so, I can't I can't disagree with that. But um so he used all his good stories on Biz. <laughs> Picking Boogers was a story. Had three stories. Vapors had three stories. Mm-hmm. So, but um, no, this 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 song this song was great. Also, I keep going back to the video. He had I love one, the video. I love the video. He had on. I want to say it was like a Chicago Biz like pajama top. It was a long shirt. Yeah, yeah. It was and. I wanted that joint so was it, bad. Was it the Bears or was it the Mets? It was Bears and Mets. It was on. I couldn't really, okay. you know, because back then, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, 270p uh, resolution on the Fatback TVs. <laughs> so you, you couldn't. If you couldn't, that. Yeah, you couldn't really tell the low death. But I went and looked for those uh, <laughs> joints um, because it was definitely like a pajama Fucking sure. Anyway, um, songs dope. Um, 
we got a new slang word. Also, this that's that's the era. Mm. That's how you introduced the words. And like, and you gave a definition of the word, mm-hmm. and then you used the word in the sentence. <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, but um, yeah. <laughs> I was never in the girls. I was just into my music. music. They acted like I wanted to keep instead of trying to use Use it. it. (laughs) The innuendo. Oh, everything was great. Oh, in the video, the girls come in. (laughs) Listen, go. Oh, it's great. Yes, yes. Fine chicks blowing the saxophone. Um, I got the video pulled up. You, you're right. It, it might be bulls. I can't. No bears. It, I mean bears. It might be bears. I can't. The definite, like you said, the definition is so bad. I can't really see. Um, and much like you, I, I was. I didn't like the fact that the video version of the song was not on the album, but I did. And I know you're gonna know where I'm going with this. What I did was, I had to have it on a tape. Oh, so so you, put, you put your radio up to the TV. Exactly. Exactly. Recorded the video, man, and we watched this video over and over and over again, man. Um, love this joint, man. Love this joint. Like you said, story rhyme. It was it, it came in at number 16 on the Encyclopedia Hip Hop uh countdown, which you guys should be following E's podcast. He'll talk about it a little later, but yeah, number 16. I did I double checked, it was 16. Now that you mentioned it, I think it was the Mets because I think he had on a blue Mets hat, like backwards. He did, or he did. Yeah, so I think it was a Mets. Okay. But I wanted I I just needed that because I didn't I've never seen anybody rock something like that. And this is back when you were like, oh, okay, ain't nobody on that yet. The video <laughs> just came out. Damn, <laughs> they don't even know. Right. So yeah. It would have been hard to find that too. Cause nah, my guess is that I it would have fa- been, been in New York. No, no, no. I found because this this was back when you had the um the catalogs we had mm-hmm. the, you had the east bay catalog you had the fanfare catalog and you could go in and they had all the team stuff in there and i found it and it was i want to say that i can listen i'm, I'm doing memory right now mm-hmm. but i want to say it was like 27.99 or something like that one was like nah because mm-hmm. i was gonna get because i was gonna get I was gonna get um the the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny, I, as I'm I'm listening and we're we're doing this, and I got the video playing on the on the screen. Um the women in the video, mm-hmm. <laughs> shout out to 88, no type of body enhancements. <laughs> no, that stuff didn't that stuff didn't, it didn't exist. exist. But the the thing about the women and videos back then is they were just they were just women. Mm-hmm. It's like um, whatever they put whatever they put in the in the in the chicken and all the the hormone stuff that they had, that's then evolved these women into something you could you couldn't put today's women back in these videos. Those videos yeah. would never get played. You couldn't put today's women in the move something Luke. Two live crew videos. Hell no. Nah. Not even these close. bodies. No, but no, not but, even uh, close. But no, man. I think I think Biz had on an ill Dapper Dan joint in that video yep, too. He does. Like a brown Louis. Oh man. And he got on like four truck jewelry chains that seem to be kind of ra- it might be two chains that he kind of wrapped around. 
but in a big uh, medallion in the middle. Um, you guys, if you get a chance uh, after you finish listening to this podcast, go check out, go to YouTube and um, pull up the Vapors video, man. It's it's uh, it's it's a dope joint to look at. Um, and again, make sure you check out E's check out E's podcast one, but make sure that you check out that as he's counting down the most uh, that was the top fifty story runs, right? Yeah. And um, that is number sixteen on his list. And he's currently at the time of this recording sitting at 15. So we got we got oh, more to go. Man. So go back, go back if you hadn't go back and start at 50 and come on down. Yeah. Um, and um, so then we get to track six, make the music with your mouth, biz. And this says featuring TJ's one, at least according to uh Spotify. Um well, of course, it's, it says the stuff now, but if yeah, you go and yeah. get the old tape cover, yeah, it didn't say and that. turn, nah, because there, there was a possibility that you might be listening to it and not know who the hell TJ Swan was. Um, exactly, man. Talk to me about making music with your mouth, bitch. Now, this song, that man, I, I think I want to say, no, I never did the going off. Um, I never did the going off episode of the podcast. I don't think I did. But mm, make I the music. So. Make the music with your mouth biz, I think is my second favorite Bismarck song. Okay. <laughs> um, of all number, time. Second favorite of all time. Yeah, number one. Okay. Number one is clearly nobody beats the best. For sure. Yeah, but um this song is great because for a few reasons for people that listen to him he starts off with the one two over two because he had he had that song one two Mm -hmm. one two and that's how it started i like to introduce myself my name is Vince Markey Mm -hmm. my MC name is Shan and so is that's so so yeah a whole bunch of shit like that but this song like Beat It Billy Jean by Michael Jackson mm-hmm. on the Treasure Street record, they call action. He basically he's telling people about how he's beatbox, how he started doing beatboxing, how he's not just a beatboxer, he also raps. He um when he used to do the beatbox, grown people used to be like, nah, what are you doing? <laughs> and and, and yeah, it was a party and he went by the DJ and started beatboxing. They thought it was a record, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and and then, man, come on, Viz. It's trying to tell people, man. It takes a lot of practice and lip control. I've been doing this since fifteen years, years old. old. <laughs> man, come on. Even moms, pops, and cops say, "What a Viz." <laughs> Getting props from the old people. Man, moms, pops, and cops. And cops say, "What up, Viz?" And uh, and one of one of my um, unique practice be ambitious in the school and anything that you want, you gotta work for. People used to rhyme and still mm-hmm. try to be like, give you a jewel or two. Be like, nah, man. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's great, man. It's a great song. Yeah, man. It, it um, one of my favorite parts of the song is at the end where. It's just Swan just going off, you know. Because that's the God. (laughs) 
just TJ Swan just singing, man. I mean, now, you be, go ahead. You bring you bring that up, and this is very important. This mm-hmm. this is this announcement to everyone who's listening. Mm-hmm. This is very important. Now listen. Of all the music, I have music, but I do not have this one song. And if anyone out here listening to this podcast has this song, can find this song, and can get me this song, I will forever be your friend. I will give you a shout out on every podcast. <laughs> so, the original, make the music with your mouth is. At the end of the song, mm-hmm. TJ Swan says, make the music. Oh, with your mouth biz, you're gonna make it mm. with your mouth. That was the version that I had on cassette. That's the version I always listen to. It does not exist anywhere. Oh wow. And I I know that I am corrected though, because on the dub version of Make the Music with Your Mouth is, that's when they would just play like the first couple of words and then just let the beat go and Mm -hmm. then put the end end of the bar in there. At the end of that song, Mm -hmm. they they play the first part. It'd be like, make the... And then it'd be like, you're gonna... Oh, I knew it! I (laughs) I can't find that fucking song. If anyone has that song, Please MP3. Mm. Wow! I've been looking for that song for damn near thirty-five years. You got me because I don't. I, I never heard that version. Most people don't don't even peep the little nuances in the side. It's just because that was what I had. That's how I, I learned the song. And so when the the album version came out, when they played on some kind of hip hop show or something, mm-hmm. and I'm singing along, and I'm like, what? The, what we're not, we're not doing that part. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, man. That's that's incredible. I, so you guys heard him. If anybody has that version, hit him up. Uh, you will get <laughs> forever shouted out on the podcast. Yeah. Um, then we go to track seven, Biz Dance Part 1. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about it a little earlier, man. What, anything else you want to add about Biz Dance Part 1? Kick your legs to your pants almost ripped. Shake from side to side with your arms and hips. Like you said, he told you how to do it. Yeah, that's it. He told you how to do it. Don't and, and teach me how to dougie. They don't they don't talk about how to dougie. Mm-mm. But the biz dance, he tells you how to do the biz dance. And um And then he give you a countdown. Yeah. <laughs> like now go ahead and not do it. <laughs> Man, I tell you again, it just it reminds me so much of how I hate to use the word pure, but it was, it was, it was, this was rare. And I know we're fans, but I want to drive home that point. This was rare. You did not have this type of music every day. Um, And the thing about it was, and and you guys will see as you listen to these episodes that going off doesn't sound like it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. That doesn't sound like strictly business. Strictly business doesn't sound like, He's the DJ. I'm the rapper. I mean, on and on and on. An incredible year. Um, then we get to the aforementioned track eight. Nobody beats the biz. 
great backstory that you gave about nobody beats the whiz. I'm familiar with that commercial, but a lot of people aren't if you didn't live in certain parts of the country because the whiz wasn't a record store that was, you know, everywhere. Yeah, it was um, electronics. It was um, basically like Best Buy or Circuit City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. and they had a song that says like a little theme song says nobody beat the whiz. So so he flipped that into nobody beats the biz. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. You got anything else you want to add on that song? This, this is my favorite Biz Marquis song. I mean, the and I, I know I'm biased, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of it has to do with one, the sample. Yep. That we eventually EPMD just took, knocked it out. <laughs> Which I mean, same year. Yeah, yeah, same year. Same year. But um, and they scratch in Shantae. Mm-hmm. So, um, because you said you didn't know all the stuff I was talking about, that 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 that, that he's Bismarcky, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's the Death Fresh Crew. That's that song. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think I think at that time I just assumed that it was just something where they cut up a vocal. They okay. did of the song. The no, Death Fresh yeah. Crew. Yeah, I I just didn't know that there was a song. Wow. Okay. Gotcha, yeah. So gotcha. okay, the now Death Fresh sense. Crew, the Death Fresh Crew um song goes. I'm Shantae, he's Biz And that, that, he's, he's Biz Marquis. That okay. is the Death Fresh Crew. So gotcha. that's, that's another reason. Um, and that, that when Shantae's like, that's so fresh, mm-hmm. that is the Death Fresh Crew. <laughs> wow. Man, um, I'm learning stuff every, right here all the time. But um, I, yeah, I, I just love this song. And of course, the God, TJ Swan is on the hook. <laughs> So, yeah, so, man, this yeah. this joint, I just remember, and I, you know, I always go back to this memory, and it, it's not even a memory from listening to it in '88. I remember it getting played at a at, at a at a college party when I was at South Carolina State University, and you know how like the DJ just plays the beginning of the song, mm-hmm. and it was just you know when he played the beginning of the song, all you heard was oh. Yes. I mean, it was crazy. And I just, I'll never, every time I hear that song, it it takes me back to that party where you just hear people going, oh, like, I mean, like we were happy to hear the song and you just was going to jam your ass off. Um, Uh, That's probably a close second for me. Another thing uh, and another illustration is, is, this is just my life. This is how things are, Um, Mm -hmm. how hip hop music and this album this song in particular affected me personally mm-hmm. because because of this song that year or the year after i did my big school book report on shirley chisholm just because of this song 100 percent true i think reagan was the press but he voted for shirley chisholm because because when this came out when this i had no idea who shirley chisholm was Nobody in school ever taught Shirley Chisholm, and there was no such thing as Wikipedia. Mm, oh, no. But I listened to this song so much, I used to rap on the song, and I was in the library, and I was like, who the fuck is Shirley Chisholm? And I just went to the, I <laughs> went, used the Dewey Decimal System. Shout and, out. Um, and and, and I looked her, looked her up in the Encyclopedia Britannica. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um, I found a couple of books on Shirley Chisholm. I read, I was like, wait a minute, it's a black woman ran for president. 
I did a um I did my book report on that because of this song. Wow. Look look at rap teaching teaching the young black youth. Well, it, it, it used to do that. I also have a uh, podcast episode on when hip hop cared. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. It, it, there, there was a time where you could jam and, and, and get a lesson to it at the same time and, and it not be preachy. Um Animus yeah, because he didn't say go look her up. No, 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 he did. He was just saying regular. I'm like, damn, who's who is that? Because I, right. I know who Reagan, Reagan was. Yeah. <laughs> was uh, who the hell is Shirley Chisholm? Reagan is the president. I voted for Shirley Chisholm. Wow. Yeah, man. That's that again. It, it takes you back, man, to just you know lyricism and and you know being unique and, and a unique individual at the same time. Um, track nine. This is something for the radio. What you got on that one, man? See, this beat. This 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 song. This song is dope because they had two versions. And this version as the rapping. They mm-hmm. had another version. It was just him riffing over a beat. Mm-hmm. But this one. This is this is just dope, and but he was right. He this was this was back in the day. They didn't play a lot of hip hop on the radio because it was hip hop, very little. And so you had to you had to have something that'll get people. You had to trick people. So he literally made this for the DJs, <laughs> <laughs> literally, and, and called it. This is some for the radio. And uh, this is the. Yeah, I love this joint, man. This, this is um, I think. Well, nobody beats the business. Is the longest song. It's, that's five minutes forty two seconds. This is five minutes and fourteen seconds. But the songs don't feel. Neither one of those songs feel long. Um, I, I I love listening to this part because, like, I remember just listening. It takes me back to listening to my tape, and I knew that the tape was coming to an end, but it was still like jamming. Like you just didn't feel like you had listened to forty minutes of music. Because it just flowed. Um, and then the album ends with track 10, Coovy's tribute to scratching. Coovy, Biz DJ, and his cousin, Vaughn. Um, Vaughn. Talk about this one, man. Um, this so back in the day, mm-hmm. if you had a DJ, mm-hmm. you would get a DJ some. You'd give mm-hmm. him his own tribute, or he'd get his own song where he could scratch. And Biz did it better than most because he did. He did both. He rhymed and let Kuvi get his stuff off, so it wouldn't be boring like Chinese arithmetic. Hey, watch yourself. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, so this, this, this is dope. And 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 Biz, even though he started off, I'm gonna make this brief, like about thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. And and he he just talks about it. he bigs up his DJ and he was like, Kuvi, go ahead. And then he starts scratching. He come back. I like to tell you about my DJ. He cuts the records and he's my protege. And um, like let him rap. And then he comes back. He's a <laughs> he's his name is Kuvi. And when he cuts the funky records, he gets respected. And he's an Aries. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Nah, man. This is. It's, it's, it's a great end to the album. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could see going off being the last song probably would have been dope and had Cool V's tribute in the middle, but 
it's still the sequence and it's still good. Yeah, yeah. I I I have no problem with this with this um album ending like this. And like you said, much to the format of the albums that came out in this time, you know, the DJ got a chance to get busy. I mean, he's been, you know, on the wheels of steel for the entire album, and you got some scratching in this album, and then you finish it up with Cool V being able to go off at the on the last song. Um, and that wraps up the album, man. Like I said, Cold Chilling Records drops. This album is Biz's debut album going off in 1988, February 23rd. Um, e, before we get out of here, last question for you, man. Mm. What do you think? And this, this is this is a loaded question, but I know you can answer it. Oh, shit. Um, what do you think the overall legacy of this album is? Because, you know, when we heard this album 35 years ago, nobody told us that we'd be doing a podcast talking about it 35 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was at the time that this album came out, I was 15 years old. Right. So when you talked a little earlier about going to the mall, I was at the age where I could go to the mall. Yeah, you was 15. I was, I think I was 18 months. You was 12. <laughs> I was 18 months, I think. <laughs> so I, I was just walking, I believe. Um, so, yeah. So, what, what do you think the overall legacy of this album is? Well, for the people who lived it and the people who listened to it, they're going to say that this is one of the top hip hop albums. This is, um, it's definitely for me. It's mm-hmm. top fifty all time. Okay. I think it's in the source top one hundred. It is. Um, it's um, probably the greatest solo album from a Juice Crew member. Ooh, you, you gonna ruffle some feathers? Uh, nah, it is. <laughs> I think it goes. I think I think I don't disagree. I'm just saying you're gonna run. I, I want to say I want to say I did a Juice Crew episode where I did, did. rank them, and but I think it goes um, going off. Then like the two Kooji rap joints, then the Biz Never Sleeps, and then like the rest. Then you can put whatever you want to after that. Mm-hmm. But the first, the top four is Biz and G Rap. Yeah. Sure, the top six might be busy, right? Um, but anyway, um, I think somebody somebody out there is, is yelling Kane, but <laughs> they're doing they're doing it like said, yeah, Kane. <laughs> so we can keep going though. Go but, ahead. I'm um, sorry. But I think for Bismarcky fans, mm-hmm. this is this is this is there. I think for your casual casual bashfuls, they're they're just gonna think just a friend. Mm. And uh, maybe spring again. Yeah. Yeah. Um um oh well not not most people but also let me turn you on this incredible. Um because ironically enough, Biz did not sing once on this album. Nope. Not at all. He is known after this album for singing. So, but mm-hmm. um, but this this album is one of the best. It's one of the greats. It is highly mm, underrated by the fact of no one's mentioning it when they say, "Tell me some dope hip hop albums." Even tell me some dope albums from the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. 
that's not one of their, I mean, it's one of my first ones, I'm going to say, but it's not, it's not like that. But the people that know, yeah, Long Island's greatest. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think, um, I don't necessarily, well, I think I know why, but this album doesn't get, it doesn't get mentioned with a lot of hip hop albums. Like you mentioned, the sources top 100. I, I shudder to think what the good folks, <laughs> what the good folks at hip hop golden age think about this album. Um, but I think, man, this album is a, a great timepiece. And if you watch his videos, if you listen to this album in its entirety, even if you were born in 20, if you were born in 2000, you can go back and listen to this album and this album will put you in 1988, what it looked like, what it felt like, what it smelled like as far as hip hop was concerned. And the thing that you'll see is that it's uniquely one of one. There is no other album that looks, sounds, or feels like this album from that particular year or any year subsequently. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the things that helps with Biz's longevity is obviously Biz was able to, you know, change his, his career because he went from being an MC to a businessman to then becoming a DJ, um, you know, throughout his career until he could not DJ anymore. Um, but this album is crazy. This album is something that I think, you know, everybody should listen to um, and take. And I think everybody's going to take something different from it. But this one, man, I, I'll be honest with you. And I know I say it all the time, but I, I truly mean this. I never get tired of listening to it. Never. And I can't say that about a lot of albums. Most of the albums from 1988, I can honestly say that about. But I never get tired of listening to this album. This is a piece that I think, um, you know, defines, helps help define the year and definitely help define the era. Um, but before we get out of here, E-Man, tell the folks where they can find you, where they can listen to your podcast and all of that good stuff, that good stuff. Uh, you can catch me at the hotspot on Fox. <laughs> um, listen, uh, Encyclopedia Hip Hop is the podcast. Mm. There's a lot of things going on on that uh, particular particular show. We got the countdown of the 50 um, story rhymes. That's still there. We also have um, uh, For the Ladies, um, a series dedicated to women mm -hmm. and rhyme that you might not remember or heard of or haven't heard for a while. Um, we got things, we got the hip hop awards mm. that, um, that we're talking. Uh, we started in 84 and we're up to 88 this year. We're going to do 1989 hip hop awards. Um, these are great because, um, you can listen to them now and, 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 and relive some good stuff because they didn't give hip hop awards nope. back then. Um, so we have that. We got Faith Fives where I go through and, say my five favorite songs from a particular artist. We have uh, Record and Response, where someone did a record and someone else did a response to it. We got Fly Girl um, by Boogie Boys, then Fly Guy by Pebbly Poo, and then um, <laughs> LL did Dear Fat, and then Effect Money came back with Effect's Revenge. Mm -hmm. So we got things like that. Um, 
um, some album reviews I got to get back to. And um, there's a lot of fantasy drafts with this gentleman yes, um, here where we are, we're battling. Uh, um, by the time you hear this, there'll be a Run DMC fantasy draft where we're going to draft the Run DMC um, songs, five, five for five. Um, uh, back-to-back draft. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot of stuff going on there. And also there's the Eclectic Relaxation Home Podcast, Eclectic Discussion. So um, that, a lot of 80s stuff, we're talking cartoons and, and cereal and TV and wrestling and all the stuff that went went on when you were a little kid mm-hmm. in the 80s and early 90s. Also fantasy drafts. So um, just go and subscribe and listen and, and, and comment and like and share and all the stuff that these nine-year-old fucks say that to do on their YouTube page. Um, um, I don't have a frequency of when I drop a drop when I feel like it because mm-hmm. it's free. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you were paying for it, I'd get on the schedule, but you're not. Enjoy it. <laughs> Now you make me feel bad for dropping every Thursday. Nah, man, you're, um, you're, 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 you're a professional. Yeah, I am professional. not. I am not. This is free content and it's evergreen. So you can go back and listen to the That's first true. episode I ever did and it's not dated. That is so true. Shout out to MJB, the GOAT. Death of hip hop. Um, I mean, death of R&B. <laughs> um, yeah. All of those things, make sure you do that. Uh, give them your socials too before we get out of here. Um, my social security number is seven. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, seven 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 ninety three eleven. I mean, come on, man, ain't nothing worse than rejection. I feel a little bitter if you slap my face. <laughs> um, uh, at eclectic and um, and um, uh, encyclopedia hh and uh. Back from the back from the depths of hell <laughs> at Tweet Rhymes Life. Right. I'm back. Uh Elon. Shouts to Elon. Yo, what up, E? The other E. Yeah, that account was down for like what three years and it came back all of a sudden. Man, listen, man. This dude is making some calls somewhere, man. Tesla gang, stand up. <laughs> Get out of here, <laughs> folks. Uh, that's where you can catch him. Um, I think he, oh, encyclopedia, no, eclectic podcast. That's the EDP's uh handle for social. Um, and he's on IG as well. Uh, you guys know me. If you don't know, then it's too late. Time's up. Um, 12 Kyle on socials, 12 Kyle podcast as well. Uh, this podcast, you can find it wherever you're listening to it right now. Uh, also, there's going to be videos uh, on YouTube. Um, porn. <laughs> no porn. Uh, videos on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, remember to subscribe because the podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. And from time to time, we'll drop bonus episodes on Sundays. Uh, that's going to do it for us again. February 23rd, 1988, 35 years later, Biz Marquee going off. Uh, for my man Eclectic, I am your boy 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. Five. Wow, like a donut. <laughs>